Welcome back, everyone, to the Dump Off Podcast. I'm G here with, there's only three of us here today, um, with KB and Chino. What's up? What's um, up? Dilly and Taryn couldn't make it today, but we decided to record anyways. And Every, everyone going through. Everyone, please send your prayers to Dilly and Taryn. Um, <laughs> they need our help during this difficult time. So, uh, yeah, just keep them in your prayers and. Um, hopefully we see the next episode. Sana, sana, colita de rana. For all my Spanish listeners, y'all know what that means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll be back next episode. But today, Probably. it's just the three of us. We're And we're going to go through the NFC South. We're going to give our impact players, offense, defense, our X-Factors, and a best bet. And then at the end, we're going to give our predictions so i think we're gonna start the way we always do i think we're gonna do bot what do we do bottom up yep yep and so that's the atlanta falcons so kb let us know about the falcons uh not much to know about the falcons um obviously they made um headlines with their first round pick of kyle pitts and obviously julio jones departing and leaving for Tennessee, uh, they did get some, some draft capital back. So uh, this year, it's definitely about the future, um, you know, gaining assets and developing some of their younger players, especially on the defensive side, which, um, if I'm being honest, is atrocious. It might be one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Um, and I think we can just start there. Um, they, they bring out back a lot of players. It's just... Um, especially on the front seven, it's it's really hard for me to see um, drastic improvement for this year. Um, obviously, they had signed Dante Fowler to a multi-year deal last year, um, and he was basically invisible. And um, with the secondary, probably, I think, bottom two sec- worst secondaries in the league. Um, it, they picked up A.J. Terrell last year from the draft, which I thought wasn't the greatest pick um and that showed on his his production on the field last year so i'm sure that they are expecting more from him and they have two new safeties in eric harris and duran Harmon. um so a completely new look secondary which um i don't think has improved all that much and i'm not expecting much from this defense it's it's it was kind of tough to watch uh matt ryan try to pull them into these game, back into these games, to these shootout games, um, and it really made the offense. I think it really hurt their production. The fact that they couldn't rely on running the ball as much, and Matt Ryan, obviously statistically, he he threw the ball the most out of anyone in the league last year. So, uh, again, I don't think this pressure comes off of Matt Ryan, and without Julio Jones um, permanently. Um, even though he brings back some familiar targets in Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Zacchaeus, um, and obviously Kyle Pitts, I still think he'll have trouble um, not turning not turning the ball over and um, trying to keep the, the Falcons in, in these games week in and week out. So um, with that said, I, I'm expecting a lot from Kyle Pitts. He's my X factor here. Um, they took him with the fourth pick for a reason. He has all the tools and the intangibles to be uh, a top skill player, a top receiver in this league. And um, I think they are definitely expecting a lot from him and a lot of production early on. 
And with him being in the middle of the field, I think that frees up some space and some opportunities for Calvin Ridley. Uh, now that his running mate's gone, he's going to be seeing a lot of one-on-one coverage top quarterback coverage so Kyle Pitts will kind of ease the offensive burden there but yeah I mean I don't know a lot of a lot of holes with this Falcons team gee anything to add uh no I really agree with what you're saying I think now that Julio's out of Atlanta Calvin Ridley I think is just gonna be peppered with targets constantly uh Kyle Pitts I'm interested to see what he's gonna do obviously He's a tight end, but he's he's super, super athletic. And if you draft him fourth overall, you're expecting big things and instantly big things. So I'm interested to see how they use him, whether they move him around a lot, play and how they use him around the goal line, being so big and athletic. Um, on defense, I think AJ Terrell is uh, an interesting player because he didn't play well last year, but if there's one guy who can improve on that in the secondary, I think it's him. Coming out of Clemson, he wasn't like the highest graded prospect, but uh, some teams had him higher on their big board. So I'm interested to see what he can do. Um, but the defense as a whole, it's tough to for the secondary to play well when you're not getting any pressure, really. Uh, Grady Jarrett, I think, is a really good defensive tackle, but they're... There's not enough pieces around him to have him make that big of an impact. So this this defense is not going to do Matt Ryan any favors, like you said. Uh, he's going to throw the ball a ton this year. And Calvin Ridley, I think, is going to be peppered with targets. Uh, Russell Gage was pretty good when Julio went out last year because Julio only played uh, nine games, I believe. So the games that Julio missed, uh, Russell Gage stepped in. He played well. So I think he's going to get an uptick in target. But uh, I've mentioned this before. Mike Davis just is not it at running back. Uh, come, on, come on the show, Mike Davis. <laughs> come on the show, Mike That's Davis. That's our guy. That's Chino's guy. That's my boy. Oh, boy. I love you, but still, Mike Davis. But um, th- their offensive line isn't the best either. They tried to fix it. They drafted uh, Caleb McGarry, Christian Lindstrom in the same draft in 2019, both first-rounders. They haven't really done much at all. So they really have a bunch of holes on this roster, even though they're bringing players back. I don't really see how this team can improve. So, yeah, Chino, what do you think? Um, Y'all pretty much took everything for me. So, like, for my impact player, I had Kevin Ridley on the offense, you know. He doesn't have fooling anymore. So, he has that wide receiver one. So, he's going to see the top cornerbacks in the league. So, this season, is it's his time to show off everything that he had learned from Julio and put all that in motion. In defense, I had A.J. Terrell. Yeah, that secondary has been horrible, mainly because you can't get any pressure on the quarterback. So, it's a lot of pressure you're putting on your secondary to to produce. Uh, we got to see him going into year two. Uh, we need to see some improvement. You know, since this whole Atlanta defense, that whole, it, just in a whole, it's been a meme ever since the 28 and 3 loss. That 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 lead just disappearing. Now, my ex fact, I had Kyle Pitts because, you know, in my opinion, he isn't, he isn't a tight end. He's, he's a wide receiver, too. I mean, 
He has to beat out Zacchaeus and Russell Gage. I can see him doing that easily. So I feel like he's going to be seeing a lot of targets. But I don't see really much anything special going on with the Falcons this year. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because there's a lot of sharps out there that are on the Falcons, especially with the division they're playing in. Um, they have a roster to definitely shock people and to squeak out games, but um, and we'll get, we'll get into this in our predictions, but the line for the Falcons, was, at least what I saw just a couple hours ago, was 7.5 for the Falcons, which I think that's absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, this might be a swan song for Matt Ryan. I know he has, I think he has a year left on his deal, but after the season, but um, I'm expecting Matt Ryan to, to kind of fold into um, being just an average quarterback at this point. I don't think he has the MVP talent uh, left in his tank anymore. Uh, gee, what do you, what do you think about Matt Ryan um, and where he has, where he's at in his career? What are we expecting? Um, um, I don't really expect much this year because, like you said, he's going to be having to th- try and throw himself back into games. So I think he's going to throw a lot of, he's going to have a lot of attempts. But I think what we've seen from Matt Ryan is he tends to make some mistakes. And not having the safety blanket of Julio on the team is, I think it's going to hurt him a lot. So I think, like as good as Calvin Ridley is, you still need Julio to, well, just do Julio things. Like you can force feed Julio Jones whenever you needed to, whenever he needed to, whenever he needed a way out. So I think he's going to be probably very inconsistent. He's getting older. His arm's not the same. He's been in the league a long time, and I think this is... We've seen his play pretty much decrease ever since his 2016 incredible season where he won MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. And I think this is just, it's just the trend that he's on. He's just going to continue to decline until eventually he retires. I think that could be sooner than we think if there's a team, like a good team willing to take a chance on him for like a year. Maybe like like the Broncos, if they want like a veteran guy to be the quarterback on a already good roster, but in Atlanta, I don't think there's gonna he's gonna do anything. And if he wants to prolong his career, he's gotta. I think he's gotta get out of Atlanta. Yeah, you know, I I was just thinking, I just came to my mind right now. What if Matt Ryan went to Washington? Do you think like the football team would? be even better than what we think they're going to be? Um, I think he's a better fit for Denver, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the weapons out there. Um, I think I Washington... Like Washington would be interesting. I think Washington would be better off with a more athletic quarterback, um, someone who can create plays on the offense, um, especially with that run game and that, that strong offensive line. If you have a quarterback that's mobile, that can utilize 
his speed um, to create plays, I think that works out more for Washington. Um, obviously, Matt Ryan has thrived in Atlanta because of uh, the receiving core he's had and the historically strong offensive lines, but you know that's not there anymore. And with him aging, um, he needs to be in a situation that's similar to what he had in Atlanta during those glory days and during their Super Bowl run. And I think Denver is a perfect fit. So I, I'm in total agreement with G here. Like, um, this this should inevitably be his um, last year in Atlanta, and Denver is definitely a landing spot. Um, we'll just see what teams are willing to give up to to get him. I completely agree. I think this, I think this is it for Matt Ryan in Atlanta. It's, it's time for him, to, time to him for him to leave. Oh, let's hope he puts up some monster stats this year. Let's hope helps out some fantasy teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, let's just move on yeah. to the Panthers. Yep. This is actually mm-hmm. an interesting team for me. Um, obviously they had a disappointing year, going five and eleven. Uh, they had Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, and then once he got injured, they had a like a Russian roulette going with quarterbacks. So, um, G, why don't you start us off here with the Panthers? I know you probably have a lot to like about them. Yeah, the Panthers are very interesting. Obviously, they're getting Christian McCaffrey back, one of the most dynamic playmakers in the league. Um, they're bringing in a new quarterback, which is I'm interested to see how Sam Darnold does. Away from, away from Adam Gase and the Jets, uh, and the Joe Brady offense. Um, excited to see what he can do. Maybe Joe Brady's able to unleash him, because Teddy Bridgewater isn't really the best quarterback, but he was able to provide certain aspects of his game to help the Panthers, and they have. I think great playmakers on the outside and DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I really like Terrence Marshall. Uh, you obviously have a running back in Christian McCaffrey who can get you gives you a hundred targets out of the backfield, get you a thousand yards receiving, plus like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred rushing yards. And it's just the interesting part is their defense. They made some adjustments. They've drafted some guys, but um, I'm, it wasn't really the best last year. So I'm trying to see improvements from some of their younger guys. Like Derek Brown is still young. Uh, Brian Burns, who I love out of Florida State, very athletic edge rusher. I think he was fourth in pressures last year. I think he's going to be unbelievable this year. They have obviously have Jeremy Chin, but I think you really need to see improvement out of this defense because uh, ever since like Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis left their linebacking core hasn't been the same I'm interested to see their secondary with JC Horn on one side uh, Dante Jackson on the other side and Jeremy Chin uh, at safety I think I can be a really good unit if they all um improve and jc horn is the corner they wanted big physical corner they also have aj boye right now i think he's suspended for a little bit um 
I know he's injured, so but he's always a good, reliable a corner when he's healthy and playing. So I think a lot of this depends on how their how their defense plays because I think Sam Darnold is capable of carrying this offense with Christian McCaffrey, Anderson, Moore, Terrence Marshall. The offensive line is not it's not awful. I like some of their pieces. Matt Paradis, Taylor Moten. They have some good pieces. Uh, Brady Christensen has actually been playing really well in preseason. So, but do you guys think he or do you think he starts? I with this offensive line, this is definitely like the biggest question mark I have with this team. Um, Their their inability to keep Teddy Bridgewater upright, and you know, with Sam Darnold, who has a history of playing with bad offensive lines. Um, that I think that's like the key to his success, and um, yeah, I, I agree. I've seen Brady Christensen in a couple of preseason games, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up starting. Um, I know I they have a lot of moving be. parts. I feel like he will be starting. He's definitely gonna um, keep him up. On the depth chart, they have him as the backup right tackle because Taylor Moten is the starting right tackle. But if they move Cam Irving out of the starting left tackle spot, I can see them starting Brady Christensen. I think he's got like 55 pass block snaps and hasn't allowed a sack in the preseason so far, Brady Christensen. So he's been playing really well in the preseason. I'm interested to see if he does start. So like you said, Darnold needs a good offensive line. And with these weapons, if this offensive line holds up, I think this could be a good offense. If who my X factor is Sam Darnold becomes uh, the quarterback that Jets wanted him to be. And Joe Brady is a great offensive mind. He was in New Orleans with Sean Payton. Then he went to LSU and had that amazing year with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. And he's now he's in Carolina as the OC. So if Joe Brady can't get the best out of Sam Darnold, I don't really know who can. So Sam Darnold is the biggest X factor in this entire. I think it's a, this entire division, in my opinion. Interesting. Um, I, I'm also big on, or I have high expectations for Sam Darnold. I think that the change in scenery to Carolina um, is really going to do him well. I'm sure Dilly would agree. I think Taryn has a different opinion on that, but um, I know we were talking about in an earlier episode, Sam Darnold may be a candidate for comeback player of the year, and then McCaffrey being a candidate, obviously, for offensive player of the year, just with the production that he'll end up getting. Um, but to G's point, this offense is sneaky good, given you had 2,000-yard receivers um, on the team last last year coming back, and then uh, obviously, the departure of Curtis Samuel, but you replace that with Terrace Marshall, who um, also, with what G said, I, I'm very um, intrigued by that pick that they had, um, the wide receiver out of LSU. I think that he'll have plenty of opportunities to have open looks, and um, you know, if Sam Darnold can play to his abilities, he'll get plenty of targets and plenty of production from him. So um, this offense is, it has question marks, but you know, you know what you're going to get with McCaffrey, and um, this wide receiver core is good enough to make Sam Darnold uh, a very productive quarterback. So, um, very interested to see what happens here. And then on the defensive side of the ball, 
Um, I really like this unit just because of how young they are. Um, Derek Brown and Brian Burns um, on the front end um, are incredibly dynamic. I know Taron is very high on Brian Burns after the season he had last year, um, and understandably so. And even though the secondary is young, I really like the pieces they have here. Um, JC Horn, the first defensive pick for the 2021 draft. Um, I personally have him winning the Rookie Defensive of the Year. I think that he's going to really thrive um, playing cornerback for the Panthers and, and being being slotted as that number one cornerback to go up against those um, high-profile receivers in the NFC South. Jeremy Chin will have another year under his belt. Um, and, you know, once A.J. Bouye gets back, um, I think he can be a valuable pickup for them um, if he can kind of return to the production that he had earlier with Jacksonville. So, yeah, I mean, the pass rush is good. The secondary is forming. It's forming its foundation. There's a lot to like with this Panthers team. I think they're still a year away from um, being at least a 500 team or, you know, in, in the conversations to be in contention for a playoff spot. But I think things are coming together in Carolina pretty quickly, and I, I like what they're doing here. Yeah. Gino? Um, yeah, y'all hit pretty much all the ones that I was going to say about the Panthers. Um, for my impact player, I had on the defense, I had J.C. Horn. I really liked him in college. I wanted the Cowboys to get him because – Lord knows we need a corner and everything else on the defensive side. Guy's a stud, so I feel like he's going to do good. In Carolina, on the offensive side, I had the wide receiver unit. You know, Sam Darnold is reuniting with Robbie Anderson, so I think that he's going to be falling back and relying on him when he's not going to CMC because God knows, everyone knows that that offense is going to run with CMC. And my X Factor is Joe Brady. Because I want to see him develop Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's finally out of the grasp of Adam Gase, who's you know ruined his careers. So and Joe Brady had success with Joe Burrow back in LSU. So now Joe Brady's getting another young quarterback. He's pretty good. He was good in college, but now to develop him into an NFL starter. I want to see if he can do that. If he can push Sam Darnold to be. To pretty much bring the best out of them week in and week out. And their offense, I really like it. It's sneaky. Of course, you have the question marks with the offensive line. And I feel like that's going to be the biggest thing for them. They're still, I would agree with you that they're a year or two away from being 500. But the, all this, like the other thing, too, is Matt Rule. They're finally having a full training camp in person now. So I feel like that would be big on Carolina. This year, but we're just waiting to find out. But I do, I do. Agree. I'm in agreement with you that they are a couple years away from, you know, being a being a competitor. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they definitely have the talent to take some games this season and um, surprise some people. Um, but yeah, this offensive line to keep these guys healthy. Um, you know, CMC with his injury history and Sam Darnold, he's not exactly the most um, nimble of quarterbacks. Um, some might say fragile, but... He sees ghosts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This this team's interesting. We'll get into this, into the predictions, but 
Um, them and the Falcons, I, I don't think it's as big a gap as people think with the with these two teams. So um, hopefully that proves itself out over the course of the season. Yeah, the thing with the Panthers is they're young pretty much everywhere, and they have the pieces, like like you said, on defense, they have the Brian Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin to build around. They can just, like you said, a couple of years, you, they use their draft picks wisely. I think they can um, build a great team. It, again, it's just all depends on Sam Darnold and if they can develop him. pretty much wraps up the Panthers. So next up is the Saints, right? Uh, Well, technically, the Buccaneers finished second, but they won the Super Bowl. So yes, we can go out to the Saints. All right. Uh, Gino, why don't you lead us off with the Saints? What do you got for us? This is, this is an interesting situation. Now we don't have Breeze in New Orleans. But on my offense, my impact player is going to be Alvin Kamara. With the QB situation, up in the air. We don't know who's going to be starting. If it's going to be Winston, Taysom Hill, or they're just going to keep running it back with the combination of both of them throughout the game. But whatever it is, they're going to be handing it off to Alvin Kamara a lot this year. Because what's he going to do? Hit Slant Boy on the Slant 100 times this whole year? Doubt it. (laughs) Such a funny nickname. I was laughing. Every time someone says that, I fucking laugh. And no, slant what made boy. it funnier is that he got tight every time they called him Slant Boy. It reminded me of like those little kids that just throw down whenever they throw a foot. It's like, don't call me Slant Boy. <laughs> That's what it reminded me. Oh, God. Now on the defense, I got Marshawn Lattimore. He has some tough situation coming up this year in that schedule. So with that offense kind of being a little suspect, He's going to have to be a leader for this defense and pretty and keep the Saints in the game if they want to win at all this year. My X factor this year is going to be James Quinston because, in my opinion, I, I believe that he's going to be the starter. And that's not a hot take or anything. But with him finally <laughs> – yo, when he said that he fixed his eyes and now he has 20-20 vision, that, that was hilarious to me. But, you know, he's taking the leash of the Saints offense. So Sean Payne's going to have to work some magic with them to, have to show this, show success with this defense. What do you got, KB? Um, I think James Winston is, is very lucky to have been in this situation. Um, the, the offensive line is remains intact for the most part. Armstead and Ramchick are the best tackles in the league. They're, they're the best two tandem. And then Cesar Ruiz, who... Um, who I was actually very high on last draft, but he had a disappointing season. I think he bounces back. Um, so there is a lot of continuity on this offensive line to set up um, Jameis Winston for success. Obviously, you still have Michael Thomas, who's coming back from injury. Uh, I do have questions as to the other weapons on the team. Tracon Smith, I know he's been very inconsistent, and having Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris... Um, it's tough to see a lot of production out of anyone but Michael Thomas. Um, and with Jameis Winston, I think that Sean Payton's going to do his best to kind of keep the pressure off of him just because he has Taysom Hill as well on the team. Um, 
and a, a healthy Alvin Kamara. Um, Jameis just needs to be a game manager at this point to have this New Orleans offense where it needs to be. Um, that, the, the 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 good thing about having Jameis Winston is now you finally have a quarterback and could throw 15, 20 yard balls. <laughs> um, I know Drew Brees kind of lost the arm strength at the end there, and it was a real big problem at the end um, for this offense. So we'll see. The X factor is undoubtedly just Jameis Winston. Um, hopefully, the twenty twenty division thing helps him out. I actually don't know. I have I've never heard of anyone going through that procedure, especially quarterback. Yeah. Um, or at least I, I, I don't know like the effects of it and like if we actually see improvement in his game because of it. Um, but James Winston is definitely the X factor. And then on the defensive side of the ball, um, their defensive front remains the top, a top 10 unit in the league. Uh, Cam Jordan, he's a, he's a baller. Marcus Davenport, um, those guys are going to have good seasons. And um, the secondary is probably where I see a lot of question marks. Um, they obviously lost to Norris Jenkins. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, he's a stud, but statistically he's kind of fallen off the past year, year and a half. Uh, and then they bring in Marcus Williams um, at free safety. So um, it, it's tough for me to see them competing with the Buccaneers, but uh, they should be one of the top NFC teams regardless, as long as James Winston takes care of the ball. Um, yeah, G, what do you got on the Saints? Yeah, um, their offensive line, I think, is really, really good. Um, I like their center, Eric McCoy, as well. I think he's a really good center. The main questions are their receiving core with Michael Thomas injured. Who's going to step up? Is it going to be Trey Smith? Is it going to be Marcus Calloway? Maybe Deontay Harris? No one knows. So I think Alvin Kamara is going to be a big impact player on offense because I think they're going to try and manufacture him touches in any way they can. I think Latavius Murray is going to be heavily involved in the run game to keep Alvin Kamara for like passing situations. I think when they can use Latavius Murray, they will. Um, their defense is is still pretty good. I like C.J. Gardner-Johnson at safety. I think he can play nickel corner as well. So if they they need him to... Bum. That's not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> he's. I think He he's just really likes to good. fight with every uh, single Bears receiver. Literally fist fight. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> He needs some action. Um, yeah, yeah. I like, I like how they move him, move him around a lot. Whether it's nickel corner, whether they play him at safety, uh, I think Marcus Davenport, who they traded up for, in I believe twenty eighteen, they traded up to fourteen to draft him. He really needs to step up now that uh, Trey Hendrickson is gone. Trey Hendrickson had a lot of production last year, and I think coming off that opposite edge of Cameron Jordan ever whoever's on the opposite side needs to have production because Cam Jordan's just gonna be doubled constantly because he's that good of a player so I think Marcus Davenport really needs to step up his play and obviously I think the x factor is who is going to be starting at quarterback will it be Jameis will it be Taysom Hill a lot of people are saying Jameis but 
some people are still saying Hill Hill did start last year when uh, Breeze was hurt. Hill has been taking first team reps in practice, and I think he started first in the preseason games. Not that that's saying anything, but it's still something to keep an eye on. Um, I do still like this team. They obviously take a step back with no Drew Brees, obviously a Hall of Fame quarterback. But their O-line is still really good. Uh, Their defense, I still like a lot of their pieces. It's just their wide receiver core. And how much can you rely on Alvin Kamara? Like I said, I think he's going to get a lot of passing game work as well as running game work. So I'm intrigued to see how they use him, whether they move him around and have Latavius Murray in the backfield because I know Peyton loves Latavius Murray. So I'm interested to see how this uh, receiving core plays out. Yeah, the thing that's interesting to me with too with the Saints is that with Jameis, James not James isn't afraid to throw the ball downfield. You know, we saw it with that forty and forty season that he had. So it's either going to be like Sean Payton can control him like to eliminate the risk because he's not afraid to sling it. And I feel like he that will just be him resulting in a picks this season. And that's going to hinder the Saints' success. But I feel like with Sean Payton, the coach that he is, I feel like he'll eliminate those risks. Like we'll see, we're we'll still. We'll still see Winston air it out, and just like not as much as he did that season when he went forty for forty. I think it was thirty and thirty. 30. 30 my bad. Um, didn't want to. Didn't want to say that in the middle, but yeah, it was thirty and thirty. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, saying forty because uh, there's a forty right here in my screen. <laughs> I, I'm interested in what like Saints fans feel about this because with Drew Brees, you kind of knew what you were getting with that offense. Um, to the extent where when you got to the playoffs, you knew that the options were limited with Drew Brees. Like, he wasn't going to take too many risks. He wasn't going to try to get the ball downfield as much as possible. Um, you know, it's kind of short, deliberate, um, 7 to 12-yard plays every time. Um, but, you know, when you, when you change to Jameis, you have that, added element of hey maybe he can you know set off a 30 yard bomb a a 50 yard bomb and 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 really um attack the secondaries of some of these defenses and beat beat teams over the top which um obviously it will come with more risk and um inevitably more turnovers and interceptions but um i think as if a saints fan could live with the risk reward this might be the move that they need to be um, or, you know, to get over the top here. Uh, sometimes you need that risk. Sometimes you need that player to, to, to take initiative. And I think James is, is a player who can do that. And as Shino said, it, it's up to Sean Payton to, to kind of scheme and put together an offensive game plan that kind of limits those, those interceptions, those risks to the point where it's manageable. And luckily, the Saints have a defense that can keep them in games and... Um, can keep things close. So I, I I I know some people are probably not high on just the switch, but I think this will end up helping them in the long run. At least for the season and next season. Um Yeah, let's see all these 
ridiculous workouts that James Winston posts on his Instagram. Let's see if they pay off. Or you see that? You see when he was going through the pads and he literally just got destroyed. (laughs) And then he looks like he's always in pain when he's like doing. He's like practicing, like he's in the. He's getting um pressured. He just and he just looks scared the whole time. I don't know, man. Yeah, I know James is. I know he's not a bum and like he was a top draft pick for a reason. But I don't. He's just funny sometimes. It's. Makes me laugh. Eat a W, baby. Got to eat. Yeah. Got to eat, eat that dub. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the Super Bowl champions, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think there's much to say about this team because they literally brought back everybody, Everyone. and they're still good at literally every single position. But, G, um, why don't you just break it down for us? Oh, there's not really much to break down. Like you said, they brought back literally everyone on offense and defense i think they were I think maybe the only team to to win the super bowl and then bring back all 22 starters and that's obviously a big reason why they're one of the favorites to win the super bowl again um you have tom brady at the helm still you have uh fernet jones bernard Running backs, they have Evans and Godwin with Antonio Brown on the receiving core. Their offensive line is still good. Their defense is still elite with their young guys just getting better. So I don't think there's um, many holes on this team at all. I really like their line. Uh, my impact player on offense is Chris Godwin. Uh, he got injured last year, and he's he's an incredible route runner. runner especially on those shallow routes in the middle of the field. He's very, he was, uh, he was actually James's best friend when James was a quarterback the year he threw 30 and 30. So I think Chris Godwin is uh, severely underrated. I think he can, I think he's uh, a quarterback's best friend. Tom Brady, I think will love him this year. If he can just stay healthy, he, he dealt a lot with injuries last year and I th- I think Tom Brady actually gets better this season. Uh, second season with Bruce Arians. Um, notoriously, quarterbacks tend to do uh, poorly in their first year with Bruce Arians and improve the second year, whether it was Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, Carson Palmer in Arizona. it's uh, I think it's a tough playbook to learn. So I know he's Tom Brady, and he definitely got better the second half, but I can... I do expect him to get even better than he was last year. Uh, I really like Tristan Wirfs. They drafted him in the first round last year. Great, great, great rookie season at right tackle. And then my impact player on defense is actually Antoine Winfield Jr. He's all over the field. Uh, he was a rookie last year. I think he's only going to get better. He makes plays, whether it's coming in to stop the run uh intercept interceptions he helps there he um he helps the linebackers out which their linebacking core is insane Devin White Levante David are fantastic this there's not much to nitpick of this team and that's why my x factor is basically just health like you said they brought back all of their starters and if they seem can just stay healthy i think they're going to be a force be a menace to people are not going to want to play this team. 
So if they can just stay healthy, I think this is going to be a very, very good football team this season. Uh, yeah, not much to say after that. I am interested to see how um, how much production we get out of some of the older players like Grok, Antonio Brown, uh, Leonard Fournette, Gio Bernard. Um, these guys are vets and they know how to play the game, but um, you know they're they're also relied upon to pick up some of those scrappy yards and um, to ease off the the pressure that comes with the Mike Evans of the world, the Chris Godwin's of the world, OJ Howard, even Ronald Jones to an extent. Like um, it it helps to have all those pieces moving and uh, productive. So that Tom Brady can literally just pick apart defenses. So um, I'm actually in agreement with you, G, that I think that Tom Brady has an even better year than he did last year. Um, obviously, with that slow start and being on a new team, there were some growing pains. But um, as we saw, it worked out in the end. And then on the defensive side of the ball, this is, uh, I think, the best defense in football. Top two. Probably one, but yeah. Yeah. Um, just again, they're returning everybody, and um, if I had to choose an expert on this defense, it's probably where I see the weakest part of this defense being, and that's um, on the outside, one of the cornerback positions, Sean Murphy Bunting. Um, he obviously had a great postseason, but um, PFF grades him as the lowest performer on this defense, and... Um, you know that that's not even a bad thing to have with the Bucks because um, everyone literally just played fantastic last year, and it should continue for this year. But um, yeah, I mean, hard to pick holes, but if there was one, maybe it's him. Chino, what do you got? Um, y'all pretty much hit everything. Gee, you actually copied me from my expecting because it's hard to find holes on this Buccaneers roster. Mine was health as well. You know, they're getting everyone back from the championship roster, pretty much. As long as they still help to stay healthy, there is serious threat to this league. You know, I'll give you a spoiler. I see him. I see him back in the Super Bowl. You know, and my impact player on the offense is Mike Evans, who went seventy with a thousand six yards last year, thirteen tutties with year two of Brady. Brady coming back healthy now, coming off the torn, what was it, MCL, I think it was, in his knee. So I just feel like their connection is going to be even stronger this year. And, you know, the Bucks have one of the best, well, I see the best offensive cores in the NFL right now. So I, I just see him picking up right where they left off and go on a run. Then on the defense, uh, KB, that was my guy. Just That guy was, yeah, he had a good postseason, but if you're – Ranked the lowest. I mean, you got carried, you could say, to the big show, but you got to step it up this year, you know, get your ratings up. But I think that's that's it for the Buccaneers. Do you have anything else? Uh, No, I think we can get into just our predictions for the division. Uh, why don't we start off with our best bets? Uh, I will go first. Uh, I had a couple of bets crossover into this division off of the NFL awards that we did earlier. Mm -hmm. um, I will stray away from that. And my best bet is uh, Alvin Kamara, his, his over under on yards 
on scrimmage yards is 1,500, which I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take it very highly just because he's done it the past two years. And an added game plus what will end up being a a more heavy reliance on Alvin Kamara for the season, uh, I think that's chalk. I think it's – that's a foregone conclusion. We'll have 1,500 yards from scrimmage. That's crazy. What are the odds on that? Um, it is minus one twenty for over fifteen hundred, but I will gladly take the juice on that. And and you know, that's that's yeah, that's crazy. Juice. Um, my best bet is a little spoiler for our predictions, but the Falcons are they're over under seven and a half wins. I'm gonna slap that under. It's actually plus money to go under. It's plus 115, which I think is ridiculous. So I think I'm going to slap that under. I'm going to slap some money on that. I think that's just way too much value for a team that I expect to be not that good. Damn it, G. You had to take my (laughs) – But, yeah, man, I'm I'm hammering that under 7.5 because I don't see it. I don't see it happening at all. So, oh, let's get into the re- the season records. All right, um, let's do it. Who y'all have coming in last? In last place, I have the Atlanta Falcons. Gee. They will finish the season five and twelve. I also have the Atlanta Falcons. I have them going four and thirteen. I also have the Atlanta Falcons. At five and twelve, third place. Serious boys. Go ahead, Gino. What do you got? I have the Panthers coming in in third place. I have them going, actually improving on the year. I have them seven and ten. G. I also have the Panthers coming in third, and I have them going six and eleven. Uh, I have the Panthers as well, six and eleven. Um, improvements, but there's they still got a ways to go. So, um, second place. Um, hopefully, it's not a thing that we see uh, like last year, where the Buccaneers finished second but ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, with that said, I I got the Saints finishing second, and I have them at ten and seven. I also have the Saints in second. I have them going nine and eight. Do you think that's playoffs? Uh, It's gonna be tough. Uh, I the uh, the division we haven't covered yet, which is the NFC West, I think can have multiple multiple playoff teams. So I think it's gonna be tough to make the playoffs if you're the Saints. I also have the Saints. I have them at nine and eight. Interesting. Huh. I, I I know for I just recalling from the last couple of divisions we did, we have a lot of teams hovering around that nine eight, ten seven, eight, nine, seven, ten mark. So I think it will have a very competitive conference. Yeah. Um I think even more so than the AFC, which they have a couple more clear cut teams that should should rise above the rest. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, I think we all agree that the Saints team is a big question mark with the changes, so yep. we'll see what happens. Um, I just feel like Jameis Winston is going to be throwing a lot of picks this year. 
Like, I want to, if I could find out, I'll probably bring that back for next episode. I want to look to see if there's any, like, stat predictions or something on the air for Jameis and see what his interceptions are at. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. First place, G, the Bucks. What do you got at record wise? I say the Bucks. Have them at twelve and five. Wow, twelve and five. I actually have them at thirteen and four, um, and that's a modest thirteen and four. I can see a world where they do go fourteen and three, just because um, that schedule that they have is, oh boy, yeah. Talk about easy. I originally had them at thirteen and four, but I think I gave them both of the games against the Saints, and so I flipped one of those. I think they split that. Understandable. Um, it's just like they're the best team in the league, I think, and that, at least roster wise. And um, I know there's a lot of dependencies on you know if this this if team a gets hot if team b is kind of cold when they play but i can definitely see them being favored in every single game they play um so i think that's why there's just a lot of um high expectations that they can surpass the the 12 win mark which is what um sharps have them as at the line at so it's i think they go over um yeah i got the bucks at 13 and 4 this year I think there's a high probability they go over. I'm just being a little modest because Super Bowl champs, you might not even care about the regular season, just do enough to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. Anything else on this? Uh, I think this is one of the more straightforward divisions in terms of predictions and uh, just the outlooks of each team. Um, yeah. I'm sure that we'll definitely dive into where we think did these the guys teams of in the postseason of their, of their stuff uh they did not no. again pr- prayers for dilly and taryn hopefully <laughs> hopefully make it back this episode um <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up um pretty much was an easy division cover because we knew it was going to happen but guys just to remind y'all um Check us out at the dump off on all social medias at the dump off pod. Also on iTunes, remember to give us a five star rating. And when y'all leave us a five star rating, if y'all can leave us a question in there, it could be about anything, and we'll answer it live on the pod. Um, you can find me personally at iChino12 on Instagram, at Fettuccino12 on Twitter. G, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at G Martini and on Instagram at Gianluca Martini and KB. Uh, you can find me at KB Sunswag on Twitter. You can find Taryn at Taryn Caravella on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find Dilly at Dilly Slays with the Z on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, we'll see you guys at the end of the week. Thanks. See y'all on Thursday. Later. Peace. See ya.